Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled, I am Peter, that is Connor and we are going to talk about The Handmaid's Tale Season 2, Episode 12, it's called Postpartum, so full spoilers for the episode, as always. Joe, it's funny, all season, well, ever since she was introduced, we've, we've had predictions, we've had theories about Eden, uh, we've referred to her, I think, in multiple occasions as a time bomb. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like they actually did something completely different with her than what we were saying. Yeah. Yep, they they really swerved us, didn't they? They went a completely different route. They went a complete tragic route. Is and don't get me wrong, the reason for the tragedy is kind of from the same sort of this stemming from the same place as what we were saying, is that she's that indoctrinated. But in this case, it was less that she's going to get everyone else in trouble, and that she's so devout in her belief that she refuses to lie or to get herself out of trouble when it presents itself here, yeah. uh, because. You know, we'll get to June and why she's back at the house in, in a second. But you know, she, she's up the one night. She's pumping the breast milk, and she's putting it in the fridge. And she runs into Eden, who tries to like communicate. You know, June in her ways kind of standoffish with her. Like she tries to be nice, but it's just kind of she, like she doesn't really give a shit. Yeah, it's it's, it's this. I mean, it is. It's like you know when when a kid comes up to you and starts talking like I don't want to talk to you. Kind of. Yeah, yeah, you can't just be like, piss off. I don't think I agree with doesn't give a shit, though. No? No, I, I feel like that's been a bit too flippant, because that's how I feel with, with kids, sure. <laughs> but this is, and I get why you're saying that in, in terms of how she handles her, but I think it's not that she, she doesn't care about Eden, it's more just uh, the danger she poses, what she represents, and that. Like, you know, I don't, think, I don't think it's not giving a shit, especially since where the episode goes. She clearly does give a shit because I think even in this scene itself, when she's talking to her, she kind of opens up and like says, "Oh no, she needs advice." Because they they do actually kind of bond for a bit. They get yeah. they they kind of connect because she asks her for advice about about love and how oh because I talk about babies and she's like, "Oh, I you know I hope God blesses me with with baby and he's like, oh, I hope you get to breastfeed someday." When I when I say she doesn't give a shit, I mean kind of in that moment she's so concerned with her yeah, own stuff, yeah. right? She's just like no, you're not interested at that point. Not that she doesn't care about her in general, like sure, as, a, sure. you know, as a person. Um, but she, and June actually kind of turns around and kind of honestly answers the question in this place, you know, because she's worried that because she doesn't outright say that her and Nick don't love each other, but that's kind of what she's getting at is that. <laughs> She's worried that because they don't love each other, they won't get a baby. Right? Not, not that that's how it works, obviously, but again, we're in a very uh, strict religious community here yeah. in Gilead. And just says, no, if you can find love in this place, then you should. And I feel like it's the most honest anyone's been with, with uh, Eden, because it was almost like, not outright saying, yeah, the, the society we were in is bullshit, and this is all wrong, yeah. but it's alluding to it. And Eden takes that advice now i admittedly i immediately worried as to what she was going to do with that advice because it was very clear that she was like oh i'm in love with uh isaac the, the guardian uh, she, again she doesn't say that outright but that's clearly what she's alluding to yeah. and i'm like okay where's this going and they disappear because uh, uh waterford like storms in later and he's like ah oh, that, that, that eden she's, she's missing or no, isaac didn't show up for work today and yeah meanwhile nick's been looking for eden she's not been around all day and then you know he's like um I think I've got a hunch. Yeah, there might be a, might be a situation here. Because he knows he can't lie at this point. He knows at this point he has to just kind of come forward with it. Yeah. Uh, otherwise it'll backtrack and he'll he'll get in trouble. So, they've ran off. And the rest of the episode plays out, as it does. And eventually there's just a scene of like, oh, 
they've been caught, right? They're back. Eden, Eden and Isaac are back. And, again, all scenes are playing out. But we cut to Nick and Eden in a, in a locker room. Which I think is notable because it's like, okay, why are we in a locker room? <laughs> like, yeah. It's like a very sudden thing. It's like, okay, why are we here specifically? And Nick's like, hey, tell, tell them this, tell them that. Tell them he took you by tell, force. Just, just say that, yeah, you sinned, but, you know, forgiveness. Yeah, uh, plead for forgiveness. Because um, I was actually thinking, I didn't necessarily think we were going where we were going. I assumed she would be made, a, turned into a handmaid. Yeah, I, I actually want to question why she isn't. Because, I mean, I mean, I thought that was the punishment. I, I wonder if it's to do with the fact that she's never had a baby before. So they don't know that she's fertile. Yeah, I, I think that'll be part of it. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, actually, no, we do know that some people uh, post-Gilead of well, no, that was someone who was already old and, again, had a baby already. Because I'm thinking, like, all the people who have sinned who became handmaids, for the yeah. most part, were pre-Gilead, right? That, that They were people from pre-Gilead. Yeah. But we do know that the one wife from earlier this season was turned into a handmaid. We heard that. Yes. But, again, she had a kid already, so... Yeah, I do, I do wonder if it's only if they know that they're yeah. capable of, of having children. Otherwise, the sin is the sin. And, you know, unless... Because yeah. they get the opportunity... That's the big heartbreaking thing here. Is that, so they're at, they're at like a school, a school swimming pool. And they're, they're, they're taken up to the top diving board. And they've got like big weights attached to them by chain. They're clearly going to be drowned. And, you know, there's a... The, the, the head guard, you know, ever behind them is like, you know, spouting all this babble out. But it gives them a choice to sort of repent... And yeah. you maybe get the impression here that if <laughs> if they beg in forgiveness hard enough, maybe there'll be a different outcome. Yeah, to I, this. I think if they confess and you know apologize, I think there will obviously still be a punishment, but yeah. it won't be death. Yeah, uh, and there's a long pause. He asks like multiple times, and then Eden instead of and this is the funny thing coming from Eden is that she's the one who's been like sort of brought up in this world she's so devout she's so to the point where she doesn't believe in lying in front of god that that's her whole thing here she doesn't want to do that yeah so in a bizarre way she, they've taught her so strictly about adhering to god that she's defying them to do that it's just put god above the state yeah uh which they don't like very much <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, no, no, they don't. Because uh, she starts talking about the, the importance of love and like yeah, her... it's, uh, it's the passage from Corinthians. Yeah, there you go. You know better than I do. Clearly, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a Bible verse. Yeah. Oh no, I, I knew it was a bit. Like, it sounds like a Bible verse. You know, it's, yeah. it's just got that sound to it. But... but it's it's the one that you get at like a shitload of weddings because everyone uses it. Okay. Uh, but they uh, they obviously get pushed down. It's this big dramatic moment. You know, the slow motion of them falling into the water. Um, everyone, there's an audience for this. Like you know, June's there, there next there, Waterford's there. Serena is is crying her eyes out. So yeah, Serena can't handle it. Um, and it's funny. I I still stand by my. She's crossed a line, and there's no redemption. I still stand by that. But I do think the events leading up to this, and then this as well, uh, are definitely. It's just, it's just a step back towards humanizing her again, isn't it? She it, does care about people on some level. Maybe not all of them, but. Yeah, I think. Oh, I feel like every episode now. Got that here in my mouth. It happens at least once a week. No, I got that one quickly though this time. It'd be fair, so I'll, I'll yeah. call that a win. Chalk that out for good, good column. So, yeah, Serena's reaction to this I, th- I thought was fascinating, it, and I think, I think it's interesting because there's a lot in here. There's a lot to unpack, 
On the one hand, I think you have Serena, who has been noticing what she's lost. Even last week when she says to Waterford, I gave up everything for this, yeah. and all I wanted was a baby. And she has the baby now, right? And we'll talk about her and the baby in a bit. But she, she, she's been realising more and more what she's given up, what she's forced others to give up. And on top of that, I think Eden represented kind of like what was supposed to be the idealistic, oh, this is a woman of Gilead who's been nurtured through Gilead, and she's supposed to be, because she has been brought up here and been taught all these things from an early age, she's supposed to be the prime example of what a future wife should be, and yet she still, you know, succumbed to the sin, to use their, their, their language. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's interesting that she wasn't happy. They gave her a husband, but and you know Waterford's just angry at her. he calls her a slut at one point he says oh, no, we're dealing with that little slut he, he says yeah. that at one point and like Serena is kind of like no she's an innocent young woman who's maybe made a mistake I mean don't get me wrong the circumstances here are very specific because we're already past the point where Nick was like ah it's alright you can cheat on me it's fine <laughs> I don't care yeah yeah well, she does kind of apologise for her, says I should have been kinder, uh, and they have a kind of a sweet moment where she's okay, let's forgive each other then. Because um, this is, this is, I mean, you, you said June didn't give a shit. Up until this point, Nick, did, I don't think, gave a shit too much. It wasn't until this whole uh, running away and then the, the threat of the punishment where Nick kind of realised what he'd pushed her. Because he feels, he feels responsible. He feels guilty oh, over definitely, this. Definitely, because he had looked at her like a burden. Like, oh, yeah. now I've got someone here that I've got to you know, look after technically and it's like yeah she'll she'll cook but i don't care you know he was he was quite happy doing all this stuff on his own before yeah and now you know his indifference caused her to to sin essentially Uh, yeah i think i think in a weird way and this is almost like getting into some weird like overlap of and again this is coming back to the fact that she's so young but i think part of why he feels not not just because he's specifically how he treated her and how that drove her away but i think in a sort of grander sense this idea that especially in this world, but just in the world in general, that when you're with someone who's young and impressionable and they're not fully developed yet, they're still learning the ways of the world, and she still is, she's still like 15. Oh, definitely, yeah. And I I think there's this thing where he should have maybe tried to teach her better. He should have been more of a parent, essentially, which is a weird thing to say given that it was his wife, but that's essentially, you know, like everyone around her should have tried to help and tried to... Uh, yeah it, it's you know it, even taking her age out of it she was so sheltered yeah right she was off away from this society for the most part she was on in her own little bubble and then she's come and joined the real world and it's like right now you gotta grow up quick but yeah. she just wasn't there and there was know? no help there was there was no like guidance towards that there was no he was just very standoffish uh june i think might partly even feel i mean not only because she gave the advice which kind of backfired because you know june said nothing wrong but june said was a nice little sentiment and it obviously wasn't meant to be taken as oh go run away yeah. with a guardian and get yourself killed <laughs> right yeah but I think June similarly might feel responsible because she could have been something of a role model. She could have been something of a, of a teacher, even though she's not really supposed to be in that role because she's yeah. a handmaid. She could have tried to help guide her in some way. Mm. Uh, and I don't, I don't know if that extends to Rita, who also kind of treated her like a burden. She, in this very episode, she's like complaining. I never thought I'd miss her. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, something she says. She says, you know, I never thought I'd miss her, which is the, 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 the idea was she was in the way, is the way she yeah. felt before. Yeah, 
Uh, and it's almost this this guilt over these characters, not so much... And maybe Serena's like, creeping into this category because she clearly hit her. I think, yeah, definitely given her reaction but, at the end of the episode. But the rest of the characters, not the water, not, not water for themselves, not the, 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 the Gilead believers, but the people who don't believe in this world, who wanted to go back to normal, I think there's almost this 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 hit, this hit of hypocrisy where instead of trying to take care of someone who needed taken care of, they saw it as a burden uh, and looked out yeah, for themselves. Yeah, they, they were so focused on themselves that they, yeah. they didn't look out at, you know, bettering the community. And don't get me wrong, I don't think any of them can really be blamed that much. I mean, Nick maybe a bit more so, but you understand where they're all coming from, you understand why they're all caught up in their own stuff. It's, it's not yeah. It's not like Ethan's been vindictive here, nothing's been vicious, nothing's no, been again, like it's, it's just been indifference. Yes, uh, and I think that's where the guilt comes from, and I, I think that's a fascinating... Uh, and it's funny because I, I was—I mean, I wasn't going to be disappointed if they did what I thought they were going to do with Eden. If, if, if they did the exact thing I thought they were, I was like, "Oh, there's going to be drama from that. That'll be fun. That'll be exciting. That'll yeah, be." Yeah, but this is completely different type of drama. Yeah, but it's very effective, and I'm—I'm I'm, I'm actually really impressed. They, they completely say it. I mean, hell, speaking of Nick, uh, he's just back to normal because it turns out misunderstanding with those guardians, you know, and Waterford sorted it out. Like, it wasn't a setup, which we were maybe speculating it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, there was still points I was reading it could it have been, because he was like, yeah, oh, uh, thanks for the discretion around that situation. Like, he was keeping it quiet. Uh, yeah, maybe. I, I, I'm leaning towards no. I'm leaning towards... I am as well, but there were just, just enough little lines where I'm like, maybe. I think he knows he's the father, though. There was a couple of lines... Uh... Definitely. Uh, they were getting me because he he's got him in his new big office, his his workplace, and he's hiding his, his big his big painting or photo. I think it was a painting. It was a very realistic looking painting, I think. Yeah. Uh, of him of him and the kid, uh, and he's talking about the baby and the, the being parents, and there's just all these little moments with Nick, and he's expecting Nick to be thankful for all the opportunities. Like, oh, you'll go far, Nick, and you know, yeah. the usual sort of stuff. There's a lot of scenes like that with Waterford in this episode. I, I especially enjoyed the scene where he's with June. Uh, when he runs into her at night, yeah. and he is like, "Oh, so where were you hiding?" And because well, actually, before I want to get to that, I want to point out he he asks a question along the lines of, "Oh, you know, could, could you ever understand why, why a girl like that would want to run away?" And I'm like, <laughs> who, are you, "Who are you speaking to?" <laughs> like, yeah, the one who at the start of the season ran away. I, I, I think I think the difference from his perspective is June sees herself as a prisoner right she has been punished because by becoming oh, sure. a handmaid whereas but, eden was just a wife i think he saw eden as being given you know she was raised up in in, in position she was given well, you know, that, a better he, life he, he yeah he saw like oh, i give her my name i give her like to be associated with with the winter with the waterford name yeah, he, he genuinely believes he bettered her life but what I think I, I, I think is interesting at the moment is I don't think he realizes who he's speaking to when he said that until after he said it. Like I think mm. he says it really just angry and you know really believing it, and then there's the moment of silence. And I think he I think he understands what he's just said, and that's what leads him to the conversation of, yeah. oh Ed, where were you hiding in the house when we were there? You know, with the, with yeah. the baby. You know, where, where, when was that? And. She she she's actually honest to a point. She's like, oh, I was in the. Act. She, she doesn't mention she had a shotgun in her hand. She was ready to blow her head off. I, I think the, <laughs> the the point is, she they know that she chose to come back. She chose to be found. Yeah, they're aware of that. So it it almost doesn't matter. They're like, you know, go on. You you might as well tell us, right? 
Yeah, yeah. And obviously, like, yeah, she's not going to mention the shotgun. She's not going to mention certain details. Um, and she obviously does sort of pad it a little bit. She says, oh, like, because he's like, oh, you heard us. Because you know, we heard that, con- that was a very, very insightful conversation between Waterford and Serena. And she's like, and she lies out right here. She says, oh, well, no, I was in so much pain and my heartbeat was racing. Like, I could barely understand anything or hear anything. Yeah. And... It's like, oh, and, he, and then he starts asking about, oh, so, you know, what, what was it like meeting your daughter and Hannah? And, it, and he, again, this is where he's, he's looking for praise. He's looking for, for like... Thanks. thanks. Gratitude. Gratitude, yes. And she just says thanks. But I love that before she says it, there's this extreme close-up on Mossy's face where she just looks disgusted and she's looking over over to him. Yeah. Um, and obviously, we always praise her acting, and here's no different than yeah. <laughs> any other time. I, I... The, the the moment of honesty I really appreciate is he, he was like, so if you knew we were in the house, why didn't you just come back with us then? And it's just, she was like, you know, I, I wanted to spend some time with the baby before I had to give her up to to you. And and then you know, as far as she was concerned, perhaps never see her again. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely partly honest. Obviously, there's also the she thought, oh, I might be able to escape. Right, and right, give but it a I try. Think- I, I think I think that is honest as well, though. She was like she was oh, sure. you know, savoring the moment. I, I think um, maybe even at the last episode, there was maybe a point where she realised she'd have to go back a good bit before she actually did go out and fire the gun and yep. made the choice. Like she, so no, that makes that makes sense. Um, but no, and Benny's like, oh, just the thanks. Do not get more than that. And I think he's expecting just like you know. Out, outright, you know, sexual activity right here yeah, in the he, kitchen. Yeah, he's waiting for, for a blowjob, basically. <laughs> very, very possibly. I, I don't know what specific act he's got in his mind, but that's maybe the one that's at the top of the list. Yeah. Uh, but she, she's like, oh, maybe we could play Scrabbles. And she sort of says it in a way that it's like kind of a euphemism. It's like, she's yeah. kind of, she's like, oh, we could play it. It's been a while. But he's like, oh, maybe we'll see. It's, 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 again, it's one of these things that this show does so well, where she's playing the part for 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 him for the scene to not get into trouble to keep the peace. But you can feel the disgust and the. Do you know what I think word. is an extra layer? Is I think part of it is she's like, let's get stay on his good side, and he might let me stay in the house. Ah, uh, maybe, maybe. Because I, I, I should go back to that actually and sort of talk about. Uh, how she ends up because at first she's not she's at the uh, the you know the school where they keep all the handmaids the the centre yeah. and because that's, that's a good point actually because they almost had a new centre and they got blown up so we're back we're back, <laughs> back to the back school to the uh, what a waste it, of a set I know I know I have to well I have to assume that maybe it was a building that was uh, just built anyway and they, they got oh, yeah. the rights to use it rather than building a set for it yeah 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 and then the explosion would have just been you know. Obviously, mostly CG for a start. Uh, but, um, so, but no, so so they're back in the, the school and she's pumping breast milk. Uh, Serena wants her nowhere near the house. She doesn't even want to t- touch the baby. Right? That, that, that's a big thing. And they're commenting that there's very little actually being produced. You know, she's getting little dribbles here or yeah. there. She's double pumping and just nothing's coming. Nothing's coming. And... I I loved the 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 closing of the scene. I loved actually. I mean, you know, Aunt Lydia is like, ah, you know, blessed be, we'll do our best. And June tries to convince her, you know, I should probably just, you know, breastfeed. Like that's kind of what's supposed to be happening. And she's like, ah, oh, BS, but Serena, and you know, and you can tell Lydia doesn't like it. Lydia thinks this is this is 
Not she's as... she's on June's side here. Yeah, she's on June. She can't everybody say that, and she doesn't you know want to be defiant, but she, she definitely clearly thinks that. But and she's she, like, oh, she just kind of pass that along to Serena, doesn't she? Yeah. But she's like, oh yeah, oh, we've got oh, several commanders, several families have been, you know, uh, sending bribes because they want you next because you're popular. And she's like, oh, this one family sent these muffins, have one. And she's like, don't you think I deserve one? And she's like, I think I deserve a whole cake. <laughs> Which, I, I love that response because clearly June has went through so much shit, she deserves way more than that. But I love she boils it down to, I deserve a whole freaking cake, you bitch. <laughs> Give me a cake. And I love that she takes the muffin. And then I think it's the only monologue, like the inner monologue we get the entire episode. Oh, it's Bran. <laughs> Praise F and B. <laughs> that made me laugh so much. The sarcasm when she realised it was just a Bran muffin. Like, oh, I thought and I was d- getting. Don't even want this anyway. Yeah, I was like, oh, I thought we'd get like a chocolate chip or you know something nice, maybe blueberry yeah. or something. But no, Bran, the healthy muffin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I, do, you know, do you know what I love about moments like that? I love that in a show, in a story with like the heaviest of subjects, with you know these weighty, weighty ideas and horrific characters and, and, and scenes and experiences, there's still time for the stupid little small things. Yeah, no, it's true. And I think that's some of the, the best use of the inner monologue, especially this season where I feel like there have been points where... It's been just full monologues, and it's been you know maybe overdone. Mm. But here, just a line here, a line there that that you know puts you in a mind immediately. Yeah, I think it's much sharper and, and more effective when it's used like that, for me at least. Yeah. So Commander uh, Waterford and Nick come by with the baby. The, the idea being, that if she sees the baby, it'll uh, get the pumps going, if you will. And uh, I, I, I even calls it priming the pumps, I believe. Yes, uh, and sure enough, she starts she starts milking right there on you know. Just, it's it's as soon as she hears the cry. Yeah, um, she ah blessed be and uh, you know, basically June convinces Waterford. She's like, oh, I should probably you know pump at the house. It would be more convenient. I you know, I could be there. And Serena's not happy when he gets back and she she finds out Serena's not happy that he's agreed to this. Not at all. So you better not let her touch her. Yeah, so I don't even want her in the same room. I don't want contact. Yeah, any contact. Um, in fact, we get one of the the. I don't even know. There's so many emotions to describe the scene, but there's a scene where Serena essentially tries to breastfeed uh, what she's calling Nicole. Holly, Holly is Nicole. Nicole is Holly, um, and she tries to breastfeed, and it's just really like you know, because I I was like, what's she doing here? Because it seemed like she was undressing. I'm like, oh, is she gonna try and breast. And I, I guess it, it kind of goes back to all the phantom stuff from before. Where the, all all the mothers to be, if you will, will will do all the little exercises and things that pregnant women are supposed yeah. to, even though they're not the ones actually having the baby. And here it was like, and I was like, this is really weird. We got a baby sucking on a nipple for no reason, other than to make you feel better. As there's bugs flying around. Yeah, there is just a, a moth flying around my face as every so often. As you do, and it's a really kind of like sad scene. Like, even though you, you hate Serena for all the right reasons, like. It's kind of sad and pathetic from her point of view because she's trying really hard to be a mother, and this is almost like biological proof you're not. Yeah, but but she is trying her best. Yeah. Um. So 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 we have that scene. It's a really bizarre because it's it's weird. It's bizarre. It's sad. It's it's intrusive as well because you feel like she's like. I mean, her whole thing's intrusive to June. Obviously, she's taking her baby and you know yeah. raising it as her own. But like the, the whole thing and. I thought that was a fascinating scene, uh, and it's actually like as as we go through the episode, it's after the Eden stuff, 
where that that has affected Serena so much that when because Jun walks past the door a few times and sees and hears the baby and like looks in but you know keeps moving and doesn't go in, and she stops and she asks if if Serena's okay, and Serena doesn't berate her or anything like that, which I think is incredibly worth noting given that the, the position of the relationship at the minute. Hell, I think even the fact that Jun's because because Jun was began to become concerned with her in a, in a way where she would check on her before yeah. the, 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 the more brutal rape scene from a couple of episodes ago. Yeah, and then hearing last episode that that was her idea. Yeah. And then hear her asking this... Um, first of all, it makes Juna freaking... Like... like what's the, what's the word I'm looking for here? A Good's not the right word. And I feel like saying excellent or great isn't isn't suitable, but you know she's a she's a proper human being, right? She she's 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 so human to to ignore what what Serena's done to her and ask her if she's okay, and because I, I don't even think you could call this spite if she didn't. No, no. She, she, but, she, she's uh, in no way like like in any way should she feel that she needs to. Like, no, do, like, do you know what it is? It's again, this is it comes back to Eden. It's she was like, no, I wasn't there for someone. And they got mm. killed. I think she's feeling the same here. Even Serena, who she hates, she's like, no, I don't. I, you know, we know she couldn't kill her because she couldn't last episode with a shotgun. Yeah, and I, I think she she also witnessed Serena's reaction. She saw she saw her at the the, the drowning. Like we, yeah. we've seen this, and and I kind of like, I kind of predicted where the scene was going because this is where we end the episode on. Obviously, there's another plot to talk about with uh, different characters, but as this is where we end the episode on, and I was like, okay. This is clearly going to end with Serena actually letting her hold the baby, right? Yeah. This is clearly what it's going to be, and, um, and not only that, breastfeeding as well. And I, I think the, I, oddly, and this is weird for Serena, but I oddly think her attempted breastfeeding, where she fails and like feels horrible about it, I think that's almost the first step here to her accepting that she needs June. Yeah, she can't do it alone. She, she, she needs her, and. I think going through the, the, the stuff with Eden is almost just this humanizing experience of wait, we did this to this girl. We, you know, as a community, as a society, as a group, we did yeah, this to this Yeah, not individually. Girl. Of course, you know, they, they feel individually culpable for not doing more to help yeah. personally. But, it, you know, they're, they're responsible as a whole. Which might be the, the key difference here between Serena and Waterford, where Waterford's like, oh, this is just, this is what she deserves. Yeah. Uh, and Serena's not. Um, and again, I don't think redemption's on the table, but a flawed human being who at least understands her mistakes and what she's done, and understands. Yeah. I think we're getting to that at the very least. Um, I mean, you know, we have these final shots of her sitting by, and uh, June's the one breastfeeding. And you know, actually, I really like the music they played out here. It went into the credits and kept playing. Mm-hmm. It was a really sweet little theme, um, which is not something I get to say often on this show. Not, not a lot of sweet themes. Uh, well, I just want to mention we kind of glossed over. Uh, before uh, Nick and June find out about uh, Eden being missing, they're having a sweet little scene uh, where she tells them the real name of the baby. And even says, oh, if that's okay afterwards. You know, Holly after my mother, is that okay? Yeah, and they, and they talk about running away and, and getting yeah. out of here. Yeah, I mean, Together, though, as a family. Yeah, together as a family. Where would we go? It's like, to the, the way I said, she's like, Still a Gilead. It's like, all right, how are you then? Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah. You could do that. Um, uh, so, I, 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 do you know what I think is fascinating and what I kind of love about this is I actually have no idea what the finale is going to do next week. 
No, um, I genuinely don't know. May, maybe slightly concerned in that I'm like, well, what, what do we do? I mean, but I'm not. I'm, no, I'm not concerned. I, I, I just, I, I think it's a positive. I feel like we've spent all season thinking one or two things are definitely going to happen, and they've kind of not. They've kind of went in different directions, and I think in most cases for the better, just because. It, it, it didn't feel like cheaper. Like there were there were dramatic points that didn't work. And here, like like do, do we end with like Nick and June trying to run away? Do, do, or I mean, basically he's not in a great place right now because June tries to comfort him at the end and he, he kind of pulls away. And I don't think that's because he's mad at June or anything like that. It's just purely self guilt. He needs to be alone. Uh, uh, yeah, for him, it's that he was so into June that that he ignored Eden. Yes, yeah. So he feels guilty in. in June kind of represents that to an extent, but he doesn't blame her necessarily. But no, but he's, he's like, no, I shouldn't away. be involved with her. I should be, you know, yeah. ready for the next wife and, and treat her better. Hell, what's well, actually I want to mention as well when June and Eden spoke, uh, June outright says, "Oh, if you're worried about me, don't. I won't be here very long." Well, she was almost outright acknowledging to, to Eden that her, her suspicions yeah. were were correct, uh, which I think I think is worth worth mentioning. Um, but yeah, no, I just I, I think um, that was a really sweet scene. Um, and then like sort of like him like liking the name Holly and uh, so uh, make, makes everything that comes after a little bit more tragic. Uh, so I, I don't know. I don't know if that's like the, the is the end game of the season. Like they're like you know screw this. We're going to actually go for it and just run. Uh, is that where we leave this season? Because we have Emily in Gilead still with a commander, and that could be like our in Gilead story, if you will. Yeah. Uh, if we really really wanted to do that. Um, or, or you know how do we end? Is there more Canada stuff next week? I, I don't know. There's so there's so many options here, and I'm not sure where it's going. I kind of like that. I feel like there's so many TV shows where quite quite rightly, it's doing a season arc, and you can kind of once you get to like towards the finale, you may not know how it's going to end exactly, but you you know the beats that it's going to have to play with and hit because yeah. of what it's been setting up. And I feel like here it almost feels like we kind of wrapped up the season plot with uh this week's and last week's episode and next week i think might be more of a season three uh prologue yeah yeah quite possibly which is a very uh cable show thing to do actually yeah it is so it's not it's not it's not a regular um so i'm really curious but again we've been wrong so much this season i'm not going to even uh, claim to say that's going to be accurate either i'll just wait and see but it's exciting uh but we need to talk about emily's plot we do so Emily has got a new commander, and I think what's notable here is we know she's been through. In fact, hell, I think Lydia even says in the scene she's been been through four in the last little while since yeah. she got back. And we're going to this house, and I'm like, okay, so we've got this commander, and she mentions something along the lines of, oh, all the economy in Gilead, like we have him to thank for. It. He's a really important commander. He's high up in the ranks. Yeah. and and she's like, well, if he's that important, why does he want an awful handmaid like me? Yeah, someone who's you know been seen to like you know fight back and cause problems yeah. at various houses. Um, I have to admit, I did enjoy seeing the previously on again of of him her kicking the uh, the the heart attack commander. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that, that did amuse me. Uh, so again, and I had compl- I, I I actually once I saw him, I remembered the news that Bradley Whitford was going to be on the show at some point, and but I'd forgotten about it. So when he popped, I was like, oh, Bradley Whitford. Oh, I'm going to hate. I'm going to hate hating you. Oh, don't don't do this to me. I love Bradley Whitford. I, I I don't even remember that news happening. So this was a complete surprise to me. It might have even been season. Th- it may have been like he's a regular in season three or something with that news. And this is just them, like they've Prime snuck him in. Yeah. yeah. So he's set up. Um, but I, he was definitely in the news at some point for Hammersdale. And 
So I'm like, oh, Bradley Whitford, that's great. Uh, that's another great actor. And he is an actor who can do... Like, he's a very friendly guy, but he can do these sinister be- beneath that. If, Menacing. If, if he wants to, yeah. Like, he's, he's fun stuff in Cabaret in the Woods. Uh, obviously, he's in Get Out. He's the dad in Get Out. So he's, he's very good in that, at what he does. And I was actually wondering, because we've spoken in the past about seeing different commanders, and we were wondering at one point, would we ever see one who actually turns out to be not really a, like, a fan of this world and actually is a decent person? And he's in power, but he uses that power to try and help. Like, and I almost for a split second thought this was going to be that guy because when they come out of the house there's art all over the walls and yeah. it's a bit risky and I thought oh is he like going to be a bit and, more and, and then you see the wife and you get the the, the, the full picture and not even before the, before the wife in the same scene it's when he comes down and he catches uh, Emily she's looking at like a, like a little comic book in his office yeah. uh, he's like oh what are you doing he's like oh nothing so he's like do you know what the penalty for reading is and she's like uh, a finger for the first offence like oh a finger now yes yeah, used to be a hand the good old days yeah, and he see, walks out the room see, I, I took that a bit differently when he goes oh back in the good old days I, I thought he was felt he was being a bit sarcastic almost being like okay alright like, he, like almost it. he'd pushed for toning it down and he was like, look, almost like, you, know, you got me to thank for that almost. Because I was still half expecting there to be like a good turn when it was like private. Because later on, of course, we get the scene where we meet the wife, who's definitely, seems to be very anti-Gilead. She seems to hate what he's done. And uh, we find out that he's also behind the, the colonies, which, may, again, mentally makes it hard to swallow that he's going to turn out to be a better guy. Uh, because, obviously, the colonies are awful. And that maybe is the, the, the crux of why he's fixed the economy. But... You know, she she's like rambling. Oh, he's awful! He's awful! And he's this, and he comes in and like grabs her and like puts her in the room. And then he like, he brings Emily downstairs, sits her across the table, gives her a drink. And we basically we find out here. It's a great scene. He, we find out that he's done his research because he asks her some questions. She doesn't really tell the truth and kind of leaves it blank. And he opens up that he knows she was she was a teacher at university. Uh, knows that she's gay. Knows she has a wife and a daughter. And you know we end the scene and him even being like, oh, losing a losing a child. That's like losing a, losing a part of your body. Losing a limb, but you you know all about that. Well, I think it's limb then part of body because that's technically not a limb. Okay. <laughs> I think he says limb first, then he, then he then he says again, you know, losing a part of your body. Uh, Fair enough. He definitely said limb. He did say limb first, but the, the, the clitoris is definitely not a limb. It's not, no. Unless my understanding of what a limb is is completely different from what what the definition is. I mean, it could be. We we have proven many times we are not very knowledgeable when it comes to science. Arguably, it's as important as a limb. But, yeah. yeah. But, and, not maybe not, maybe not as useful practically, I suppose, but... No. I mean, people may be of the opinion it is more useful. But practically speaking, you can't argue. Oh, that's what I mean. Yeah, you can't. You can't. Uh, you can't do carpentry with a clitoris. I'd be willing to see someone try. <laughs> it would be, be very would... impressive. That'd be a crazy talent to have. That would be impressive. That would be impressive. Um, <laughs> anyway, so we we'll, we'll get that. So, so yeah. So it's a very sinister scene, and he's slowly revealing that he knows everything about. And I was kind of waiting for the turn here, where he was eventually going to like, admit something or like open up to her. And I don't know why. Maybe it's because Bradley Whitford, and I really want him to be a good guy. Like I really want him to turn out to be actually just this cookie crazy guy who actually is like, yeah. you know, like anti Gilead or and, and again. I don't know why I'm thinking this because they clearly say he set up the colonies. That was his idea. He's, you know, he's awful. Yeah. And Emily, of course, has been there, so she instantly has this moment of like seizing hatred, very personalized hatred. Now, yeah. it's like, no, you're responsible for what I did. She has a, 
she has a face to attach to what she went through. And not even Someone just what to she, blame. And not even just what she went through, what she left others behind to still go through and eventually, yeah. you know, die from it. So, you know, yeah, um, true. I do love how he how he speaks to Aunt Lydia though, where he's just kind of like, ah, oh, she'll do, yeah, go away, <laughs> get out. Yeah, he's go very slam. blunt, isn't he? Very, very blunt. Which is kind of why maybe that's what was setting me on that maybe he's actually secretly a good guy is because he's so anti Aunt Lydia, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, he just he just doesn't tolerate all the fanciful bullshit that they yeah. dress everything up in. He, I think. I think at the minute anyway, until we see any more, I think he probably does believe in all of it, but he 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 doesn't like the 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 shell that they hide it in. You know the the, the way they dress it up to justify it to themselves. Yeah. Or, or He's even, just like, nah, this is just the way it should be. Or even the religion. I don't think uh, it may not even be religious because when he's talking to her. And she gives the stock answer of, oh, I've been sent here by God. And yeah. Cause, cause it's when, I think it's when he asks if he should miss his teaching. And he's like, you don't believe that. And I almost got this smirk from him where he doesn't really believe it either. Like, you know, again, he's very practical and logical. To a sinister degree, obviously. But uh, he's not doing this because he believes it's what God wants. He's doing this because it, it's... It benefits him. It's practical to him and it works. Yeah. And that's why, yeah. why he's doing it. Um, so, no... Uh, I'm really curious to see more of this, and I feel like setting this up implies to me we're going to get a lot of stuff with this. This is going to be, you know, because Emily's been kind of like, you know, we'll see her in an episode, we'll go a few without her, and she comes back. This feels like it's setting up more of an ongoing. I'm I'm really thing. glad because personally, I find Emily more interesting than June, as you know, I mentioned a few a few weeks mm. ago. So I'm I'm glad to see more because I feel like it has been a little few and far between this season, with uh, you know a little bit sporadic with with how much we've got of her. Yeah. Also, I love them bringing back up. Oh, you 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 stole a car and run run over a, a guard. Mm, <laughs> such a good moment. That was a great scene. I love that scene, in season one. Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't say I find Emily more interested in June at the moment. I, I could do, given more time to to mm. explore and, and develop her. Um, but she has a great character. We we were excited about her coming back because she she disappeared for a long time in season one, um, and we didn't see her until you know early season two again. So it's uh, it's exciting to to get more of her. And again, if you know if June does get out, if June is in a completely different situation next season, if we have Emily in this position with what might be an even worse commander than Waterford. Yeah, I think the only thing that I don't like about this, or maybe something that says why they why they won't go down that route, is mm. it is Serena. Unless something drastic happens in this last episode, I don't think we can lose her from the show. I don't think we can either. I I, I just wonder if they're ready to like have them separate from June, like have Serena and Waterford just have their own maybe side of it. Yeah, could be. I mean, that is possible because it would just be like cutting to Canada for 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 Luke. It would, it? it would. But ev- ev- everywhere we've cut before, we've had a protagonist to follow. Yes, we've ne- we never follow someone pro Gilead yeah or, or just them they're, they're never the focus hmm um, until we do it because so, I feel like that's probably going to be a good episode at some point is they'll decide yeah. to actually focus on Serena like, or... even when we've had like glimpses of that like in the the episode where the, the Walfords went to Canada yeah it was all related to but no 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 but this is all from the Canadian and American point of view almost they were they were coming into their culture and, and and, and witness it. So while we we were seeing their reactions, it was that was all definitely about. the closest, though. It was the closest, yeah, yeah. But even that, I don't think it's quite there. Like I said, because that's all about them being challenged. And if anything, right? more with Nick for the most part through, during some of yeah. that stuff. And this is this is not to say we never get scenes with them without June, because of course we do uh, frequently. 
even. But it's typically when June is around in some capacity. I, I think the, the the most notable thing to, to prove our point here is that if you go back to the start of the season, we didn't see the commander in, in Serena until she got back to the house. Right. While she was on the run, we never saw them. Not really. I, I don't think we saw them at all, did we? I don't think so. No, I don't recall them. Yeah. So, you know, that's kind of the point we're making is that we typically only see them in relation to if June's around or in that one example where they go to Canada, uh, we're kind of following Nick and we're following Luke and we're fo- following the other characters around them. Yeah, I think what it is is when we see them away from, you know, the, the June or someone else, it's always about their reacting to events that have to do, that challenge them, right, to do with these other characters. It's it's rare that they just get their own plot. Yeah. So, still though, I feel like there's, there's a shift coming for season three, especially since I... I mean, unless Serena somehow just wants June to stay, which would be... Like I said, I think a lot of it will depend on what happens in this next episode. Of course, of course it does. Um, and even if she does want her to stay, like, surely there's a point where, no, she's a useful handmaid who can give birth to someone else. She, she has to eventually leave, just, just from the state's point of view. Yeah. Definitely. So, yeah. I mean, I, I know they have this period of like six months or a year or whatever where they stick around. That they're supposed to be there. And, and, and feed the kids. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, so, no, it's just it's interesting. But hey, uh, as per usual, Handmade Tale giving us lots to lots to dissect and talk about just, just from characters alone. Uh, that's before we even start talking about filmmaking and um, the, the, the various shots. Because I, I think... Uh, the slow motion as they got into the pool this episode was definitely a big cinematic moment in it everyone's was. reactions. It, it was uh, the shot as well after the, she never tries to undo the, the chain when she's in mm. in the water. She kind of just accepts it's the shot of where she kind of starts floating back up a little bit, you know, until the chain stops her. I think that's the, the, the really, you know, the, the moment that stood out for me in, in, in terms of cinematography. Uh, so there you go, that's that's Handmaid's Tale Season 2, Episode 12, we have one left with the finale next week, so obviously we're looking forward to that uh, and join us next week for that but uh, yeah, listen to me thought the episode in the comments below, like and subscribe, all that stuff if you want to support the channel, head over to patreon.com slash TV. you can do that over there handy to go over there anyway because there's a big handy list of all of our shows including all the audio feeds and all that sort of stuff so you can go over there and check that out um, but yeah, that's us so thank you once again for watching and listening we always appreciate it, keep watching Uh, TV guys, have you got any vanilla?